When you're visiting a dynamic city like Paris for only a few days, there's a good chance you could miss out on the top-notch specialty markets that nearly every neighborhood hosts because it's usually only open for a couple of hours on a couple of days each week. But with the information that Dixon Long and Marjorie R. Williams have compiled in their pocket-sized guide to the markets of Paris, you can focus your energy on knowing just where the right markets are and actually get there when they're open. Joining us right now for an overview of the food markets of Paris is Marjorie R. Williams. Marjorie, thanks for being with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Wow, you! what a great job. You get to be an expert on the markets of Paris. I must say, it, it is a dream job. I feel so lucky to have spent the time there going to markets, crisscrossing the city with <laughs> that as my agenda. Now, in your book, there's two kinds of markets, basically. You've got the food markets and everything else. Lay the general terrain right now. Uh, how do you divide up the markets in your mind and in your book? Yeah, so it, the book covers over 120 markets within Paris, and that's within the actual boundary, the peripherique of, of Paris. Of those 120 markets, about 90 of those markets are food markets, Mm -hmm. and the rest of them are all other kinds of markets, flea markets, antique markets, book markets, bird and flower markets. But for the food markets, of those 90 or so food markets that we cover in the book, there are different kinds of food markets. There are the open-air neighborhood markets, street markets, which are pedestrian walkways devoted to markets covered markets, and then a couple of really terrific food halls, gourmet food halls as well. Ooh, let's talk about that. Okay, so I think we'll focus on food markets here. So that's 90 of the okay. markets in Paris, and you've got the open-air markets, street markets, halls. What are the different kinds of food markets again? So there's the street markets. There are about a dozen of those street markets, that, mm-hmm. and those are these narrow cobblestone walkways with vendors selling their goods on the street markets. Mm -hmm. And then open-air neighborhood markets, that's the largest category. There are about 70 of those where every single neighborhood has one or maybe several open-air markets that happen Mm -hmm. on different days of the week. And then there are covered markets. Mm -hmm. And the other category that I mentioned are gourmet food halls. There are two of those that we cover in the book. You mentioned the open-air markets, like there's 70 of them and every neighborhood's got one. Paris is like a collection of neighborhoods, and I would imagine a good way to feel like you're in a neighborhood is just to make the scene at an open-air market. What are your guidelines for being part of a market in a neighborhood, just an intimate chance to be a temporary Parisian? That's a great way to put it. I think of going to markets, first of all, as a lot of fun. You can taste great foods and, and often enjoy fun entertainment with musicians at some of these markets, especially on the weekends. But one of the best reasons to go to the markets is the chance for cultural immersion. You get to walk the streets and shop the markets the way the real Parisians do. These markets are not set up for the tourists. This is not a Disneyland version of markets. These are real, authentic places where people have been shopping for literally hundreds of years. And they become part of the rhythm of the neighborhoods. And so to go to these markets is one way to think about it is you take a large and stunningly stimulating city like Paris, and when you go to the market, you get to bring it down to the scale of a particular neighborhood. And every neighborhood market reflects its neighborhood. Boy, that is so important to bring an otherwise overwhelming city down to a scale that you can settle into. You write in your book that markets are a good entree to experiencing French culture. Now, for Joe Tourist, who doesn't speak the language and is not a sophisticate about Paris, 
how on earth are you going to use a market to be an entree to experiencing French culture? Do you have a little guideline on what you can do to get your fingers dirty in the culture? Can you taste things? Uh, do you bring a shopping cart with you, a shopping bag? Or what are some little tips? Well, what if the first things, first of all, plan your day. And that's where the book is very helpful because it's organized by arrondissement. And you can combine going to a market with the other sightseeing that you might be doing. So if the Eiffel Tower is part of the agenda, there's a market that's not far from the Eiffel Tower. This is a very good idea now because Paris has all mm-hmm. these districts. The, the French word would be arrondissement. And uh, you can know where your sightseeing agenda is for the day, and that may trump your market activities, but you'll know, okay, I'm going to be in the 7th or I'm going to be in the 14th. And then you can cross-reference that with the markets guide and say, oh, there's going to be a market in the same district or arrondissement. So after you're done with the Clooney Museum or the Picasso Museum or or seeing the Sacre Coeur, you'll know, okay, there's a little neighborhood market just around the corner, and there you can do your shopping and pick up a picnic and, and be part of the scene. That's exactly how we in- intend this book to be used, as a way to help people access the markets and incorporate it with the other sightseeing that they'll be doing. The one piece of advice, though, I would give people who are combining it with other sightseeing is don't get to the markets too late in the day. Mm. Markets are at their best, especially with the food markets, at their best early early in the day while the, the pickings are still mm-hmm. the, the greatest and the displays are fresh. and. I really particularly enjoy going to the markets earlier in the day. So do plan other sightseeing around it, but but be mindful that after about one mm-hmm. thirty or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the markets are pretty much swept up and uh, almost disappear into the neighborhood again. It is amazing. You know, you could be in the morning and have this thriving market and come back at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's as if it did not exist. By the way, Marjorie, when, you're, when you are going to be mixing your market going with sightseeing, is it possible to buy a, a little carton of, of strawberries and a couple of uh, pano chocolates, and then when you go to the museum or whatever, lock it away in the locker at the museum and then munch on it later on in the day? Oh, if if you have that willpower, go for it. You can. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can. You can certainly well, you can buy eat half these it before the museum. But let's say, items. That's right. But, it wouldn't last you, for me until I got to the museum. But, but you do have those lockers, and I don't think they would yes. frown upon that. I would think they would think that's quite <laughs> impressive. You're, you're holding off on your pan au chocolat until after you've done the Syrah. Okay. Right. Or or you can buy a rotisserie chicken, or even half mm. of a rotisserie, or quarter of a rotisserie chicken. That's something that not a lot of travelers know that you can get these smaller amounts. Yeah. Oh, and it's point. already been cooked, and, and you can buy it with potatoes where the drippings from the chicken have been providing a lot of flavor for those potatoes, mm. and buy some cheeses. You can even buy wine at the markets and some fresh fruits and go have the most marvelous picnic or bring food back to the hotel room for dinner and give your wallet a break. So I encourage people, even if you're staying in a hotel and you don't have access to a kitchen, don't write off the food markets. Mm-hmm. There's so much wonderful food that oh, can be sure. eaten on the spot or taken away. You can consume wine out in public. I don't think you can do that in, in the States, but that's no problem in Paris, is it? Well, I, I don't think that it is. I never really put that one to the test. I know, but, it's, but it's, it would be a... I I've seen a right. lot of people sitting around enjoying yeah. a bottle of uh, sharing yeah. a bottle of wine with a view of the Eiffel Tower. I'm Rick Steves. <laughs> this is Travel with Rick Steves. We're speaking with Marjorie R. Williams, and she's the co-author of the Markets of Paris guidebook. Marjorie, you say there's 70 different open-air markets. How are they distinct? Or is, is an open-air market basically an open-air market, and you should just go to the, the one that's handy to your sightseeing or hotel? No, they're very different. In fact, at the beginning of researching this book, I thought I'm going to be looking at 90 different food markets. How will I ever keep those straight in my mind? 
But as it turned out, it was very easy to do so because each market has its own personality. So depending which market you'll be going to, there's some very posh neighborhoods. So for example, I'm thinking of the 16th arrondissement, which as you mentioned means neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That's a very high-class neighborhood, and the market there reflects it. One of my very favorite Mm. markets is right there. It's called Marché President Wilson, and it's some of the highest quality fruits and vegetables and there's a man there who's well known as, as for his vegetables, his heirloom vegetables. So the market reflects the character of the neighborhood. I think that's interesting. That's I, right. I love Rue Claire, and that's kind of a, a wealthy mm-hmm. neighborhood, and you have a wealthy that's market. Right. You could go to an immigrant neighborhood, and, and, and you can go to a, like an Arab neighborhood and have, mm-hmm. have a market with a whole different flavors. That's right. And in fact, I encourage people, if you've been to some of the markets, try other markets. Don't keep right. going back to the same ones, and especially some of the markets in the outer around these malls. That's where there's more of an ethnic mix, more of the immigrant communities living Great there. Great advice. And you can get there by metro very easily. This is Travel with Rick Steves. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Patrick's calling in from Indiantown, Florida. Patrick, thanks for your call. Hello, Rick. Hello, uh, Marjorie. Hello there. Yeah, I was just thinking of the times we've been in Paris, and probably my favorite food market is uh, the Rue Mouffetard. And... Um, mm-hmm. I think the great thing about that is even if you don't buy much to eat there, it's such a great experience just walking down the narrow road and uh, checking out the different um, booths and things like that. I just love that place. It's not too far from the Jardin de Luxembourg. Marjorie, that's one of the street markets that you were talking about? That's right, and and it is one of the oldest street markets around, and it's right in the, in the uh, fifth arrondissement. And that's one of the markets that if you go there on a weekend, you can often see musicians, an accordion player, a cabaret singer, and there are even sing-alongs that happen at the base of the street ah, through Mouffetard. I've very, been very there lively for a sing-along. Scene. I, I, didn't put that t- ah. I didn't know that was a regular thing. I thought it was just uh, sort of an accident, and that really capped my market experience beautifully. Rue Mouffetard, okay. Patrick, when you walked down the street, were you sampling the food? Were you doing any, any shopping, or were you just window shopping? Mostly window shopping, but we did get cheese, I think, and several other things, you know, and went and had a little picnic somewhere. Another point that I'm picturing it well along Rue Mouffetard and remembering the cafes that there's several cafes along Rue Mouffetard, and that is very common at the markets and different from our experience, at least my experience Mm. here in the States at markets. You don't see cafes, but there they're very much incorporated with the market. So mm-hmm. it's easy to do your shopping, and as, whenever you want to break and do some people watching or just sip another cafe, there are plenty of beautiful cafes to choose from. Oh, I'd say on your list as a tourist, just have a, your favorite kind of coffee outdoors, sitting on the beautiful mm-hmm. wicker chairs, enjoying the mm-hmm. market scene. Go in the morning when it's, when it's really lively. Patrick, thanks for your call. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Thank you, Patrick. And Courtney's on the line in Emmaus, Pennsylvania. Hi, yes, thank you. Hi, Marjorie. I am going to Paris with my family. We have three children, um, a 10-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 7-year-old. And we'll be staying in the Latin Quarter. I have spent very little time in Paris, and so we're looking, but we love farmer's markets. We love to explore that kind of thing. So I'm looking for suggestions with kids. Well, for a food market in the vicinity, you're, you're very lucky because there are several different markets in the Latin Quarter. But one that you might especially enjoy is along Boulevard Raspai. And on Sunday, it's an organic market. It's all organic. It's open a couple of other days of the week, and it's a regular food market. It's not all organic. 
But the reason I mention that is that there is a terrific set of offerings there of food, and you can put together items for a picnic and go to the Luxembourg Gardens, hmm. which is close by, and that's always a lot of fun for children of all ages. Marjorie, how do you spell that market? Raspail, so it's R-A-S-P-A-I-L. And it's in the 6th arrondissement, but it, it's not far at all from the Latin Quarter. Does that make sense, Courtney? That does. What a great opportunity to take your children to Paris and have that just love of life experience on the streets of that great city. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We've got a little tiny hole-in-the-wall place to stay that we mm. found a little apartment for rent. We'll mm. squeeze in there, but we'll be close to stuff. Choose one, choose one bakery that has nice pastries and make it your regular spot so you can drop <laughs> by each day and they'll get to know you and your kids will have fun choosing different kinds of delightful fresh pastries. Another one of my favorite markets, Courtney, is called Place Mange, and that is in the 5th arrondissement in the Latin Quarter. And that has a very charming neighborhood feel to it. It's a little square mm-hmm. with a fountain at the center, and children often play with the fountain. And very, very good quality and produce and other foods. How do you spell that one? M-O-N-G-E? M-O-N-G-E. Mange. All right. Good Place advice. Mange. Courtney, good luck with your trip. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call. Have fun. And Marcy emails us from Newbury Park in California, and Marcy writes, Last year, my daughter and I visited Paris and fully enjoyed the Marché de Aligre, A-L-I-G-R-E, where a very nice produce seller gave us a huge bunch of mouth-watering green grapes just because he thought we looked happy together. We had a picnic with cheese, grapes, and a baguette on the promenade planté in the rain with two umbrellas protecting our bounty. What a delightful image. Do any of those places resonate with you, Marjorie? The Marche Alligres is one of my favorites. I think of it as three markets in one at that market because it's. we were talking about the different categories earlier. There's an outdoor a street market, and there's also a covered market at the center of it, and there's a flea market part of the market as well. So you can see three different types of markets at once along Rue Alligre. Mm. And yeah, it's more of an Arab market, and it's very spirited. And the vendors will often slice open the ripest-looking melons and oranges and and spear a piece of it and stick it out at you so that you can taste it. (laughs) They're very generous with their samples. And then Marcy knew well enough about the uh, Promenade Planté, which is an elevated train line that's no longer used and turned into a, a long, skinny green park. And they went up there and enjoyed the nice benches and locals who were doing their jogging and a nice aerial view of the city. And they enjoyed the uh, bounty of their market visit. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been speaking with Marjorie R. Williams, who, along with Dixon Long, is the author of Markets of Paris. Marjorie, let's just finish our interview. If you can take us to a... We were talking about a cafe, and you're, you've got a little rickety table, and, and you're on the curb with all sorts of market activity around you. A little bird just landed on the wicker back of the empty chair next to you, and it's awaiting the crumb of your croissant. And where would we be, and what time of day is it, and, and what would we feel and see and smell? Oh, I've, I'm transported there easily by your description. Well, I imagine this rickety cafe right across from the column at the at the Bastille. Mm. And so, of course, a very historic spot in Paris. And Place I, de la I'm, Bastille. Place de la Bastille, yes, and that's in the 11th arrondissement. And markets are a feast for the senses. So let me just paint the scene a little bit for you from from this cafe view. For one thing, you see people strolling with their carts. The residents come with their big shopping carts, and you hear the carts just rolling along the streets. 
And then you see the tarps that hang over the different stalls. And as you get closer, you might see mounds of fresh avocados and asparagus or whatever is in season piled high on the different vendors' stands. And as you get even closer, more of the smells might come to you. And at the Bastille, at that particular marché, there's some wonderful cheese cellars. So I, I'm picturing, imagining, smelling these pungent cheeses mm. and maybe some of the perfumed strawberries, the garagettes, which are in season in the springtime, or maybe the oysters. There are a lot of very good oysters for sale uh, at this market, as with other markets. Oh, and the merchant that brings you away from one set of strawberries and over to the torpedo-shaped garagettes that really do yeah. smell better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, this I've is never a, heard that description. That's great. I love it. Well, clearly, you are passionate about markets. Your book I is am. beautiful. Marjorie R. Williams, thank you for sharing uh, this delightful angle of a delightful city. Oh, thank you very much, Rick. And bon appetit. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks for France, Paris, Provence and the Riviera, and Rick's French phrasebook. To learn more about Rick's guidebooks for France and beyond, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com. <laughs>